and welcome back to How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. That wasn't right. My name is Tim Thompson and I'm joined as always by MC. That would be me. <laughs> At least you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> and today it is time for episode three of season four of Tamara Gason entitled Silver. And we mm. suspect this may be werewolves, MC. Mm. Something we haven't really seen in the podcast. Very true. So I'm looking forward and dreading that. Um, what happened last time? Well, um, so the gang are established in London now. Mm. Um, there was a supernatural showdown um, that with a old lady, except it wasn't an old lady, it was a ghost or something. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Point is, they're now the proud owners of a <laughs> central London B&B. That's how business works. Yep. <laughs> yep, but the super, uh, supernatural crime-fighting ninja gang are now running a B&B mm-hmm. in London, which they got because the old lady died who ran it. And they just decided to take it over. Ours now. Yep. yep. Finders, keepers, and all that. <laughs> and that's the exciting setup we have for season four. <laughs> And um, also, uh, the sort of entity that they fought doesn't mm. appear to be completely Very gone. Very true. And is in the form of the previous owner, the old mm. lady. So I'm sure the fiend or whatever it is is going to sue them in court <laughs> for property stealing. Demon court. <laughs> well, let's get into it then. Let's find out how these werewolves are going to get on as it's Silver Part 1. Previously on Tomorrow Gason. MC turned his attention to Tifa. Yep, our little girl. She's gonna be someone special. Which is why the pregnancy happened so fast. The people who sent her to us needed her to be born quickly before the end of time took place. She's an angel, MC. (gasps) Our daughter is an angel. No, you can't be. I can't do this without you. Tears began to form in MC's eyes. You're going to be a great dad. Not that, I meant living. I need you. Tifa swallowed hard, but kept her tears back. You have to. There's a lot of people who need saving, starting with your friends on that clifftop. The gang stood outside the ruins of the mansion. Oh no. <laughs> Hirato didn't mention he destroyed the place. As stunned Louise said. Where's the nearest weapon shop? MC asked. The gang looked at each other, unknowingly. I'm going to need a sword. A big one. Plus a few crossbows. Maybe some nunchucks and a katana as well. What are you going on about? Jay wondered. You mean? Louise smiled. Seems this country has a few problems similar to Tokyo as well, and it could use people like us. I just hope the British evil was ready to come get some. (laughs) Just one snag, Jay pointed out. Zero cash. MC picked up the bell that was lying on the floor and placed it back onto the reception desk. The sign painter had finished, and as he stepped back, he revealed the new name on the bed and breakfast wall. The Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast. As he walked away, a figure walked past the sign. <gasps> Reading it, Mrs. Lansbury started to laugh. She is the villain. <gasps> oh, get your soul, foolish being. <laughs> a ninja senses hey. or a mix of varied things. They really are. Yeah, yeah we've established that. <laughs> Supernatural strength well-honed and trained reflexes, and years of non-stop and physically demanding training. Or one year, as it actually was. <laughs> well, so I like the fact that if you're a ninja, you get supernatural strength for reasons. <laughs> you train for a year. <laughs> MC had used his skills on many occasions. It had saved his life on a few more when the people around him had lost theirs. He'd always wondered where his power truly came from and what it meant. Mmm. Intriguing. On nights like this, he had a lot of time to think. 
Can we go home yet? Jay moaned as he trudged behind MC. Let's keep going for a bit. But why? We've been wandering around these back streets and alleys for hours. Look over there, the sun's starting to come up. Do you have any idea where we are? Do you think that was me making a joke about your sense of direction? Or lack of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> London? I meant exactly. You know what they say. You want to find your way around a big place. <laughs> the best thing to do is to get lost in it. That is what they say. Mm. I don't know who they the are. old saying. <laughs> MC and Jay had started their patrol of London just before 7pm. It was now coming up to half past 12. And the sun's coming up. What? <laughs> what land is this? <laughs> is Jay just lying? <laughs> oh, it's the smog in London. That's oh, what it is. <laughs> he saw a street lamp and got confused. <laughs> it was MC's plan. Since he and the gang had destroyed the vortex that had taken place in the B&B, there had been a distinct lack of paranormal activity. The place wasn't yet up and running. The living room required a few licks of paint, as well as a few holes being filled in. Wait. Luckily, <laughs> these didn't involve vortexes. It's good for MC to be out on patrol, because they were saying mm. last time that he hadn't been so much, you know, looking for supernatural stuff to fight. Yeah, he was just sort of, he was very blasé about the possibility of the old lady being a mm. murderer. <laughs> yeah. That's going to come back to bite him in the ass. <laughs> However, whereas in Tokyo there was always an evil fiend up to no good and terrorising the innocent, London seemed like a town full of peace and tranquility. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. The only sounds they heard were the pubs chucking out and the faint sound of distant cars. Everyone loves a Londoner. <laughs> There's no such thing as a distant car in London. <laughs> the cars are always there, next to you, in your face, <laughs> bibbing at you to get out of the way. MC had deliberately avoided the busy street as two men carrying a large silver sword and an antique crossbow made for some serious explaining should the police see them. Plenty of deserted back streets in London to just moot around. That was never a problem in Tokyo. They were just like wielding them all over the place. <laughs> Although, to prefer the police in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And everything took place at abandoned warehouses. True. So. I hope they haven't found any abandoned warehouses in London yet. That's the problem. However, since there had been nothing to fight, MC had used the time to gain a knowledge of all the shortcuts and back streets that he would probably need to use in the future. He's getting the knowledge. <laughs> like a London cabbie. <laughs> oh, I hope he turns into a proper cockney. <laughs> His sense of direction wasn't great at the hey. best of times, let alone the worst. MC, look, why don't we go home and get some rest? We're not going to find anything. Yeah, you're right, Jay. MC said, knowing his friend had a point. Plus the fact that Amy was at the B&B, and he hated to leave her alone for any amount of time. Let's go home and help with the decorating. MC turned and headed back to the B&B, trying to retrace his steps. Jay swung round and followed yet again. It took a few minutes to realise that MC had roped him in to help him with the refurbishing of the B&B. Wait, what? I thought they were outside. Yeah, but he said, let's go back and help with the decorating. Oh, I see, I see. Jay was lacking much-needed sleep, and his current bed just didn't feel like one he could rest in. Do you ever get that when you go to, like, a travel lodge or whatever like that? Mm. The beds are just, like, not right. I, yeah, you know, yeah you you're not to... in your space. It's no. not just about the bed. You've got to work that butt groove in. Yeah. You've got to get all your smell of musk all over everything. <laughs> just rub yourself all over it. <laughs> That's what I do when I get to a like hotel a room. marking its territory. <laughs> I'm just on the walls and rubbing myself. <laughs> Leaving smear marks everywhere. <laughs> Some sort of giant snail. And they find me six weeks later, just wrapped up in all the bed sheets <laughs> like a, a little nest. <laughs> and then you start hatching... <laughs> Or the eggs that you left behind on the ceiling. 
Oh, I feel like this has got slightly off track. <laughs> we, we, we wouldn't be able to stay at the gang's B&B. <laughs> Gav smiled to himself as the last white patch of the wall was covered with the paint he had bought from B&Q for the B&B. <laughs> he and Louise had been busy painting the large room since early evening, and they had finally finished. Well done, Louise said as she grabbed Gav's left arm and pulled it around her. Thanks! He replied. Gav wiped his access paint <laughs> from his paintbrush on Louise's green top. <laughs> oh, they're so Wacky. flirty. Oh, uh-huh. oh, the honeymoon period. Hey, <laughs> I'm so alone. <laughs> Oi! She yelled playfully. At least it was an old top. God, this is boring, isn't it? <laughs> Louise proceeded to load up the roller she'd been using and paint Gav with the leftover paint. Within a few minutes, they were in full-fledged paint war. It was a good job the floor was covered with white sheets, otherwise they'd be the same colour as the wool and Louise and Gav. Wacky. And then they realised it was old lead-based paint. <laughs> they stopped when they realised MC and Jay were standing in the doorway. Oh, hiya! Louise said as she and Gav put their paintbrushes down. What the hell is this? MC asked. Yeah, sorry! Gav apologised. But she started it! Did not! Did too! Did not! <laughs> God, switching between uh. those two voices is difficult. <laughs> I'm talking about the colour. MC said interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> said interrupted. That sounds like oh. a sequel to Girl Interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> MC said interrupted. You don't like it? Louise asked. Well, it is brown. <laughs> MC hates brown. <laughs> I got the cheapest one, just like you said. Gav protested. That doesn't mean you can paint the walls with the colour shit would be proud of. <laughs> Where's Amy? Because notoriously poo is so proud of its yeah, colour. So you feel so disappointed <laughs> if it's not already deep brown. It's like, I shamed you, parents! <laughs> She's upstairs, sleeping, Louise replied. Have you even bothered to check on her since you are paint fight? <laughs> you are paint fight. <laughs> I was just about to. I'll do it. Then I'm going to get some sleep, and first thing tomorrow, I'm going out to get half-decent paint. Oh, MC's so grouchy. He is, isn't he? Do you think it's the brown shit paint? Which, to be fair, Mm. you know... Unappealing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a B&B. It's meant to look nice. It's meant to look appealing. Yeah, exactly. Imagine that on TripAdvisor. Brown walls. But the... (laughs) Shit would not be proud of it. (laughs) Would be proud of it. MC left the others in the newly decorated living room. They were a little shell-shocked and looked like they had just been told off at school. What's his problem? Louise said when she was sure MC had gone. Bad night! Gav asked Jay. No. In fact, it was a very quiet night. Nothing evil on the streets of London. You would have thought that was a good thing. He's been like this for a while, Louise said. Strange mood swings, getting agitated and snapping. He's constantly worried about Amy as well. I guess it's natural for a father to be worried about his newborn daughter. Gav scanned the walls, thinking the colour wasn't that bad. Is that because Gav is a shit? (laughs) I feel like interior decorating isn't Gav's strong point. Also, does brown paint exist? I mean, it must do, right? But, like, what for? Maybe for an accent wall. uh, What, a wall that speaks Spanish? Yeah, (laughs) you put a little apostrophe on it. (laughs) Things are a little different for people like us, Louise replied. There are no people like us, Jay added. I just hope MC realises that. 
do you think this season's going to be like MC pushing the gang all way? Oh, good, that always works isolated. out well. <laughs> I don't think he does go evil because I think even like 17-year-old me or whatever was like, well, that's a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to complete the set. I just leave that one. Will Try it, to be original. Will it be where he pushes them away and thinks he can go solo, but then he realises he needs his friends after all, and then he's all, I'm sorry, guys, I was a dick. I don't know, MC. That's never happened in <laughs> this season, uh, the history of narrative. So. <laughs> Lacking a whole lot of grace, Gav tripped on the folded up part of the hallway carpet. It wasn't the first time he'd done it, and strangely enough, it always happened first thing in the morning. Have they considered fixing it? (laughs) Well, they've got to paint the living room brown first, haven't they? It was just before eight in the morning, and a lot of noise from downstairs had awoken him. Gav didn't like early mornings, but he guessed he had to see what it was as, God forbid, it could actually be a coachload of potential customers needed a room for a few nights. Gav's really getting into this B&B idea, isn't he? He's like, painted the walls, got to fix the carpet. Oh, I hope customers turn up. It's going to be a magical experience. <laughs> I'm going to leave doilies everywhere. It's going to be mitten on the pillow. <laughs> Imagine you come into this B&B and Gav's on reception. <laughs> Hello, I'm going to help. <laughs> oh, no, no, I think I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> I know you've got a little child, though. If you want me to read him a bedtime story, it's absolutely fine. I can phone you up and sing a lullaby. <laughs> Go to sleep. Do you need a wake up call? <laughs> I don't even phone, I just yell from the reception <laughs> desk. Although, considering the state of some of the rooms, maybe it wasn't for the best. He knew everyone had to get things in motion if this bed and breakfast was going to be a success. As Gav got nearer the stairs, he realised that the sounds were coming from the living room and reception area, and they were definitely not customers. It sounded like the place was being demolished. <gasps> More spooky goings on in the uh, Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast. Oh, is the old lady back? Is she a <laughs> werewolf now? <laughs> Let's never forget that it's called the Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast. <laughs> Gav brushed the last piece of sleep from his eyes so he was near 100% focused in case danger lurked down the hall. He slowly stepped down the stairs. In the reception area were four workmen and they were busy bringing in large bits of wood. Fucking, why did fucking builders always go like, oh yeah, we'll be there at five in the morning and then we'll leave at six and we have to go for 45 minutes to pick up parts. Also, large bits of wood. Oh no, good thing Chip isn't here. (laughs) Did they get their supplies from the notorious streets of war? (laughs) They gave Gav a funny look as he stepped downstairs. Gav then saw more of the workmen in the living room What's going on? He said to himself. <laughs> just under his breath. <laughs> Thought I'd get some professionals in to do the job for us. MC said. He was standing in the doorway of the B&B's front door with Amy in his arms. Rather than just painting over the old, we should give the place a new feel. MC lowered his voice. To get rid of all those years of evil, aren't we? MC said to little Amy. That's what you say to kids. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, Amy's going to have a very interesting upbringing. She really is. Her dad's a grouchy ninja. Yeah. <laughs> she can't sleep because there's a loud man everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> she's just going to love Slipknot because Uncle Jay's going to get her into it. And she's an angel with a dead mother. So there's a lot going on. Standard childhood. <laughs> One thing, I think... I can't remember if we spoke about this, or it might have been... Uh, I think Louise might have brought this up to me in real life, actually. Mm. Um... The idea of uh, Amy and MC being like Angel and Connor. Oh, God, I fucking hate Connor. <laughs> I know. I hate him. So- Did, is this is this some sort of like passive-aggressive, vindictive little thing? Or it's like, I'm going to make you Connor's dad. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like to think, because I never liked Connor either. So I at least hope that if I do rip that off, I'll make Amy a better character. Good. 
But I do wonder if she'll disappear and come back as an older version at some point. Oh, yeah. Mm. He started to show his daughter what the workmen were doing, telling her where the new reception desk would be and how much a room would cost. <laughs> Thrilling. <laughs> There's so much B&B admin in this uh, episode so far. Where are the fucking werewolves? Nothing is happening. God, I hate part ones. MC, what about the money? Can we afford this? Gav asked as MC took Amy outside. Don't worry, I got that covered. I, I mean, do they? This has come up a lot in the like the last few episodes of yeah. uh, Chip and Tomorrow Gason, but yeah. like... Money? How? Where did they get it from? How do they live? It always happens in in TV shows where there's always just enough money to do mm. whatever there is, but simultaneously they're always broke. Because <laughs> Chip gave away his last month's rent. Yeah. And now MC's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. He's dealing drugs or something like that. He's like <laughs> prostituting himself. <laughs> Chip should prostitute himself. He'd do really well. <laughs> don't worry. I got that covered. Something caught MC's attention in the huge bushes that surrounded the bed and breakfast. Ooh, something werewolfy. I just don't get it. One moment you're staying getting the cheapest paint, the next you've got an entire building site in there. There was definitely something moving in the bushes. MC kept watching as he said to Gav, Do me a favour, shut up and take Amy. <laughs> I feel like everyone wants Gav to do that favour for them. <laughs> Stop talking. Gav took MC's daughter as he continued to talk about money. Quiet you. MC said, turning back to Gav. Just take her inside and then put some clothes on. Gav looked down at his naked body, realising he'd forgotten to put any clothes up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, where, what, is he putting clothes up? (laughs) Oh, no wonder he talks like that. (laughs) He's got an entire wardrobe up there. (laughs) As he backed into the B&B, trying to avoid any eye contact with the workmen, he saw MC following something in the bushes. Naked man with a baby coming through. Whatever had been in those bushes around the B&B had since moved into the back streets that Victorian London had been famous for. The famous back streets of Victorian London. Jack the Ripper and... (laughs) Jelly Deal. Etc. (laughs) The Pearly King and Queen. (laughs) The Plague. The Great Fire. Uh, (laughs) uh, Cornish Pasties. (laughs) Queen Victoria. (laughs) Haggis. (laughs) The Blitz. (laughs) The Eiffel Tower. (laughs) And sausages. Despite his great speed and agility, MC had a troublesome time keeping up. The thing, whatever it may be, was quick and knew its way round. Probably got lost. (laughs) It's the best way to get to know a big city. Get lost in it. Yeah. Yep. MC was an expert in tracking things. All part of the Ninja Sense thing. Ninja tracking. (laughs) So keeping a grip on where this thing was going wasn't too difficult, but he couldn't help but think that he was being led into a trap. His suspicions were confirmed when he stepped into a large open space with three walls and a very narrow exit behind him. It must have been a few miles away from the bed and breakfast. Blimey, he's travelled, isn't he? A few miles? <laughs> it wasn't really an ellipsis there at time, was it? It was just going around the famous back streets of Victoria, London. MC reached for his belt and unclipped his flick knife. He stood with his legs sprung, ready for action. He could almost have kicked himself as he realised that the thing he had been tracking was now standing (gasps) behind him. Oh, I got the jump on the ninja! Oh my god! What about the ninja senses? (laughs) Slowly, so as not to seem hostile, MC turned around. As he did, the creature lunged for him. Its long hairy nose had two rows of teeth underneath. Wait, what? 
It's, its nose had two <laughs> rows of teeth und- underneath the nose. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing I mean in its mouth. Presumably, but, it, but no, I like... I like Under um, its nose. Yeah. Yeah, just under, coming out of its nostrils were two rows of teeth. Wasn't there some creature that had a row of teeth on its lower jaw? That was in uh, Chip, wasn't it? Ah. Yeah. That's <laughs> a weird a theme. <laughs> its long hairy nose had two rows of teeth underneath and they were filled with the red saliva. MC managed to use the creature's weight and takes away its own momentum by flipping it high into the air as soon as the creature made contact. Regaining his composure, MC saw the werewolf roll off of its bag and begin its next attack. It's got a rucksack on. <laughs> all these supplies. Some snacks in there in case he gets hungry or the walking he's been doing. Now, there's a werewolf out in the daytime. Yeah. So, yeah. is this a mistake? Or is it going to be some sort of law I tried to make up load of bollocks because werewolves daytime, daywalker werewolves? Is I mean, vampires, sure, but like, do werewolves have a problem with the full daytime? Full moon, man, the full moon. Yeah, but isn't there a thing where sometimes werewolves can change when they want to? Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I really hope there's some sort of bollocks explanation <laughs> that I try to put in about why it's out in the day. I always enjoy your bollocks <laughs> explanations. The dog-like creature went for the throat again, bloodlust in its eyes. MC, not expecting the strength of the werewolf, was swept off his feet again. How romantic. <laughs> oh, you're so strong. Oh, you've got so many teeth under your nose. <laughs> oh, I, I, I guess I could go to the ball with you. <laughs> Do you think they have the ball in the famous Victorian alleys? <laughs> this was the first time he'd come directly up against a werewolf. Before, MC had been fairly sure they existed. Nearly every other mythical creature walked this plane of existence, so it made sense. Are there any that they're just like, no, that's stupid, that can't exist? <laughs> um, uh, emotionally open men. <laughs> that's true. What? I don't, I don't even understand. You don't go and just brood for a couple of days? What? But he'd never done battle with one before, so this was going to be interesting. I mean, I mean, the werewolf here, not emotions, but that could be equally true for MC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. MC and the werewolf rolled over the floor together. It's literally a love scene, isn't it? (laughs) Wait till the next bit. MC and the werewolf rolled over the floor together, almost as if they were making passionate love by the fireplace, when really they were trying to destroy each other. Is this why (laughs) Chip's partners always wind up covered with bruises? It's like, okay, you be the werewolf. (laughs) I'll get the flick knife. Don't forget the bag on your back. (laughs) Can you put some teeth under your nose just to add to the authenticity? <laughs> oh, so hot. <laughs> MC was unable to bring his weapon, the flick knife, into the fight at that moment as he needed both of his hands to fend the werewolf off. If he'd still been handicapped, just like a few months ago, he'd already have been killed. Because mm. he didn't have a hand. I did. Yeah. As it was, MC was very much in this fight. He felt the werewolf's strength, but so far it hadn't shown any signs of intelligence. MC grabbed one of its human-like arms and twisted it, causing the werewolf to roll off MC's body to roll away from the pressure being put onto its shoulder. The werewolf stood up, just like a human, and tried to pull away from MC. I'm glad I didn't write pull out of MC. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the most effective birth control technique. (laughs) That was the one Tifa used, and look how well that ended up for her. The ninja stayed away from the jaws of the wolf and buried a few kicks into its stomach, but it didn't slow it down. MC, with the knife in his free hand, was a little reluctant to kill this being. If indeed the stories were true, then this werewolf could be a human by the day. 
Ah, mm. see? I said day, ah. but it's not day. I see. Wait, wait, it is day. It's day. Yes, but werewolf. Werewolf human, not day. Yeah. Oh, then something dawned on MC. It was the middle <gasps> of the morning. Weren't werewolves supposed to react to the full moon? You did? Oh, okay, oh. here comes the bullshit explanation. Well, we maybe g- not, but soon. Hopefully soon. This helped MC decide. He drove the three-inch bladed knife into the wolf's chest and drew it back. Why do you need to say it's bladed knife? <laughs> Are there a lot of knives without blades? <laughs> well, there's those sort of uh, circular ones. Okay, you, know? you mean a pizza cutter? <laughs> no, I meant a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Still, it came, scratching and snarling. Not wanting to waste any more time with this thing, MC proceeded to repeatedly stab the wolf in the head and shoulders. So it just made me laugh because that's also a shampoo. <laughs> The werewolf blocking his knife with a bottle of shampoo. Uh, the werewolf countered with Timothée. <laughs> werewolf blood dripped over MC's clothing and the alley was beginning to be painted in dark red claret. Hey. <laughs> I mean, claret is kind of a dark reddish purplish thing. So yeah. can you have dark red claret? <laughs> you really like that word. Bright green claret. <laughs> <laughs> claret means blood, right? <laughs> MC could feel the strength draining from the wolf as it started to fall limp in his arms. Again, it's really romantic. (laughs) Finally, it dropped limp to the floor. MC breathed a deep breath and stepped out of the blood puddle his feet were drowning in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we can't breathe! (laughs) He turned and walked to the exit of the alleyway. As MC slid his flick knife back into his belt holder, he heard a noise. He turned round and just caught a glimpse of the bloody werewolf throwing itself over a chain-link fence. A snail trail-like blood flow was all that was left behind. A shocked MC started to head back to the B&B. How, how is MC shocked? It's a werewolf. <laughs> but he thought he was dead. He thought he killed it. Silver. Everyone fucking knows about... But it's out in the day. Silver. Werewolf. <laughs> that's how you kill it. That's, Look, everyone knows that. It's not like the episode's called Silver or anything, okay? <laughs> I am kind of surprised he's not going after it, though. It's clearly wounded, and there's a trail, so you can track it quite easily. Yeah. You just kind of let it go? Maybe he feels like he, he's like, oh yeah, Silver, I was being a dipshit. <laughs> I need some of that, and then I can kill it. Maybe. John had been a builder for many years now. Originally, he wanted to be an astronaut, to discover space and find new life. <laughs> But he'd learnt long ago that trying to follow your boyhood dreams was always a stupid idea. Yay. Oh boy. <laughs> he'd make sure for certain that his two children never had stupid ambitions that they would never fulfil. <laughs> Father of the year over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. Oh. Come on, mate. It would just lead to heartbreak. But break spelt as in the car break. <laughs> <laughs> John often told himself he was happy with his nine-to-five job as a builder, with his overweight and demanding wife. Oh, the worst. <laughs> oh. It could have been a lot worse. He could have been that guy standing over there, the one who was holding a baby, and naked. John guessed he was a guest at the B&B he was working at. The guy who had hired him, the ginger one, had dashed off suddenly. Still, it didn't matter. These people wouldn't affect his life that much. Uh-oh. Oh, no, he's dead, isn't he? John's going to die with his heartbreak. <laughs> John watched the naked man dash inside, and the man who ran the B&B sprint off in a strange direction. What, left? <laughs> oh, that's really odd. I thought he might have gone right. Yeah, we don't go left in London. <laughs> 
Are these heading towards those famous Victorian back alleys? <laughs> Nothing there since 1901. <laughs> since the Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the French bombed them. <laughs> John watched the naked man dash inside and the man who ran the B&B sprint off in a strange direction as he dumped more bricks into a skip. Something caught John's eye in the bushes. He couldn't see what it was, but it had given the bushes a right old rustle more than your average bird would. <laughs> I thought you meant woman. <laughs> There's all these women going around rustling bushes. <laughs> but not too much. This is a bit more than that. It's because you said, right, old Russell. <laughs> so I sort of primed for more cockney. <laughs> Normally, John would be the type of guy who didn't care much for adventure. Really? But this was quite strange. Making sure his boss wasn't around, John walked over to the bushes. They were at least seven foot high and three feet wide, like a prison walls. As he peered in, John saw nothing but leaves and twigs. Heading back towards his skip, John saw a flash of red in front of his eyes. It took... Intook mil... Intook mil seconds for John to realise that the red in front of him was from where the large dog had bitten his right arm and torn away a chuck chuck of flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sentence shit the bed, didn't it? (laughs) Intook mil, chuck of flesh. I'm guessing it took milliseconds. Is what you intended. Yeah, yeah, because it's M-I-L-L-E, so Millie, yeah. yeah. John fell to the floor, screaming in pain. His cry drew out the rest of his crew, and they were also attacked by the same creature. Before passing out from the pain, John, his fellow workman, being attacked, and a second one of those dogs entering the B&B. Saw? Yeah, John, John saw his fellow... Okay, I wasn't sure if it was like join or... Yeah. Confusing. Yeah, very yeah, confusing. Just for a change. <laughs> Man, this B&B, man. <laughs> the cops are going to come back off. around. <laughs> I thought the brown walls were bad enough. His vision blurred. Jay stumbled into one of the many bathrooms in the B&B. Next time, he thought, I'll wait until I get to where I'm going before I take my glasses off. Wouldn't most B&Bs, I guess a hostel might have like shared bathrooms and stuff like that, but B&B, you'd have your own bathroom, wouldn't you? Maybe he's just gone into one of the rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? He felt his way around the toilet, making a disgusted sound as he realised someone had left a seat up and his hand reached inside, found the sink, pulled himself up and found the mirror in front of him. I'm confused about the block in here. He felt his way around the toilet, making a disgusted sound as he realised someone had left a seat up and his hand reached inside, found the sink, pulled himself up and found the mirror. So it said he stumbled. He must have like tripped over. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then okay. he's sort of trying to make his way up awkwardly, hand in toilet. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> my glasses. I can't see with my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Jay stuffed his hand into his pockets and felt around for a while until he found what he was looking for. <laughs> Jesus, that is small. He said to himself. Uh... The contact lens rested on Jay's finger as two slowly moved into towards his eye. The contact lens rested on Jay's finger as two slowly moved into towards his eye. <laughs> this is a particularly uh, badly structured episode, isn't it? <laughs> After what seemed like hours, Jay finally managed to slide the contact over his eye. Really hoped he didn't. He like washed his hands. <laughs> they. Toilet, 
contact lens eye. He's going to get pink eye. <laughs> and then to be like a zombie. <laughs> Bingo. He had sight, albeit in one eye. But the contact felt really comfortable and gave as good as vision as he would get from his glasses. Why didn't I do this sooner? He said, delighted, as he fished for the second contact lens. Did Jay ever wear contacts? I think he did, actually. Yeah, no. I think he it must have been around the time that I wrote this. That no, would explain it. <laughs> Is this character development? <laughs> now he has <laughs> contacts. <laughs> His left eye, the one that remained contactless for the time being, saw something move past the bathroom door. Jay turned to see just as the tail passed the door. <gasps> These werewolves are very tricksy, aren't they? They just sort of like run past really quick and you catch a glimpse of them. Hey! Jay called out. No pets allowed! <laughs> when he didn't get a reply, Jay continued to improve his sight. With a towel wrapped around he wet head like a turban and one more hanging from her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Got like some clothes pegs. <laughs> I imagine like the breasts just like <laughs> like <laughs> like things you hang your coat on. Yeah, like a hook on hooks. Yeah. <laughs> With a towel wrapped around he wet head like a turban, and one more hanging from her breasts, <laughs> Louise stepped out of the shower. All yours, she said to Gav, who was sitting on their bed with Amy. They were fairly lucky with the size of their room. It originally had two double beds, but they had moved one out to allow more space. There was an on-suit bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bathroom on a suit. (laughs) There was an on-suit bathroom and a nice view of the B&B's garden from the window. Gav handed Amy over to Louise and walked towards the bathroom. Can you shut the window? It's getting a little chilly. Louise asked. Gav did as he was told before stepping into the bathroom. Louise walked around the room with Amy for a while, talking in baby language to her. Is that like Latin? <laughs> That's demon language. <laughs> Can you speak Latin in baby speak? Presumably. <laughs> but you do summon a demon if you do it. A baby demon. Yeah. Amy made a gurgling sound, which Louise decided to take as a giggle. She was a special child in more ways than one. Louise knew there was something about her, something MC hadn't told them. That he doesn't love her? <laughs> That he wonders if, like, three months after they're born, if it's possible to get an abortion. <laughs> so this seems to indicate that Embassy hasn't told them she's an angel. Yeah. Oh, God damn it, Embassy. Talk to your friends. God <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> Emotions. <laughs> her birth hadn't exactly been your average woman in a hospital telling the man to never come near her again. Tifa had died during childbirth, and little Amy nearly hadn't made it either. Then Chip stepped in, and that was that. Heroically sacrificed himself. The events on Dover clifftops hadn't been spoken about since, and Louise wasn't about to ask. Didn't they see the whole Tifa exploding thing? Well, yeah, they must know something's wrong because it's not like she died, you know, there was a dramatic death scene and her body was there. She just disappeared. It was a blinding bright light. She disappeared. And then Amy and Chip were suddenly on the clifftop as well. Yeah. And Tempsey's just like, don't worry about it. Just don't ask. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. Just whatever you do, don't paint any rooms brown. <laughs> she slowly put Amy down in her little carry cot and went over to her wardrobe to decide what she'd be wearing today. After briskly drying herself, Louise got dressed with a simple pair of blue jeans and a Danger Mouse t-shirt. Gav spelt a lot longer in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> You're still working on the alphabet. <laughs> hey! B! 
<laughs> See? <laughs> Uh, he's building up to three-letter words. <laughs> Gav spelt a lot longer in the shower than any other man she'd ever met, but she didn't mind. Louise thought of herself as a very lucky woman. Although, that soon changed when she saw a huge dog-like creature standing in her doorway. Not having much time to think as the beast lunged for her, Louise let out a wild scream. Is this how ownership of B&Bs work in London? You just have to fight the previous <laughs> occupants for oh, ownership. Oh, the werewolves come in for the B&B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd fucking stay in a B&B that had werewolves running it. Would you? Yeah. Think of the novelty factor. That's such an Airbnb thing. <laughs> oh, so wacky. Oh, this one's run by werewolves. Oh, but this one's on a boat. <laughs> the werewolf charged forward but took a step back as the bathroom door came flying open and smacked it dead on the nose and teeth I should imagine <laughs> what's wrong Gab didn't need to finish his sentence the werewolf had only got angrier and was now focusing his, its attentions on Gav after a second pause two leapt into the air it, it leapt into the air I guess presumably but two leapt into the air Gav used the werewolf's own momentum against it, stepping to one side and curving his leg around the wolf's head. Is he naked and wet out of the shower at this point? There's a lot of Gav being <laughs> naked in this episode. Why are Gav and MC trying to make love to werewolves? <laughs> it connected and drove the werewolf forward and out of the glass window. Both Gav and Louise would have rushed towards the window, but the multiple pieces of broken glass lying on the floor prevented their progress. Gav, being the tallest, was able to stand on tiptoe from his current position and see the wolf making a run for it. The fall hadn't seemed to have damaged it at all. Mm. They're pretty tough, these werewolves. It's almost like you need a special material <laughs> to, to hurt it. I don't know what that could be, though. No, They'll I have mean, to do some there's research. no lore about that at all. Nobody <laughs> knows what it could be. They've never fought werewolves before, MC. And nobody knows... <laughs> Wells are a mystery. Look, if there's no full moon, it's the middle of the day. It's completely throwing them off. Anything hey, could happen. Gold? Copper? Oh, don't, because I will do that. Oh, I'll God, be like, oh, will. these are a special... We must melt gold and we'll oh. buy some gold with all the money we have yeah. and we'll smelt it into a sword. <laughs> it's the only way to kill day werewolves. <laughs> Gav held and now panting Louise. What the freaking hell was that? He said. I don't know... Louise replied, trying to catch her breath. Shush! It's okay! It's gone now! So soothing. <laughs> now, it's not. You just looked really sexy doing that with no clothes on. For the second time that morning, Gav realised he was stark naked. Can't write enough about naked Gav. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end part one of Silver. Well, what did we make to this episode, MC? <laughs> Werewolves are dumb. <laughs> I still can't figure out why it's called silver. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but hey, we got some crafty werewolves. We do. We uh, so it seems like I mean we've kind of mentioned in the text that the werewolves don't seem particularly intelligent. Yeah. So it's not like it's a focused attack because they seem to be going for the B and B animal cunning. Or maybe they're being controlled, Ooh. maybe. But it definitely seems like they've made a beeline for the B&B. &B. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> oh, dear, we've B &B been doing this podcast. for B and brown paint. <laughs> Got him. <'em. laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh. Yeah, so... <laughs> 
it will be interesting to see yeah. <laughs> what's happening with the werewolves and will. if there's a magical material they need to destroy <laughs> them. And it is a good point about them being directed as well because it would explain why they're out in the day, mm-hmm. uh, why they're sort of. There's a contrast between you know MC saying that they didn't seem intelligent when oh. they fought, but also they are doing like you said this very directed attack. I have a theory. Mm. Okay. Mm. So the first one mm. lured MC away. Mm. The second one mm. went to Gavin Louise's room, mm. where Amy was. Oh. Do you think they something is controlling the werewolves to get Amy? Angel werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> maybe angel meat is like a real delicacy ah. for the werewolves, and maybe it gives them powers. Sure, like they can come out at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I am now I'm going to be really disappointed if that's not what yeah. it is, because that is a really good twist. I hope you like disappointment. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I don't necessarily like it, but doing this podcast, I am quite used to disappointment. <laughs> Uh, well, if you've got any theories as to what's up with the werewolves and if there's any elements in the world that could kill them, <laughs> there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch. You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash howiripedoffpodcast. And we are on Twitter at howiripedoff. And you can find our entire back catalogue up on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes and YouTube. And please leave us a rating and a review. Uh, it helps us immensely and it makes it takes Chip's away, attention away from Gav's naked body. <laughs> Briefly. Nothing could ever pull me away from the naked body of Gav. He's going to be naked for the rest of the season with just his little winkle flapping about all over the place. Towels hanging from his breasts. (laughs)